0: All right. Um, Now, I I intentionally left this space blank for me and did not create notes for myself on this because I want to introduce our speaker today and I, I wanted to do it myself because this has just a ton of meaning to me. Um, as most of you know, I spent uh, three years living in the country of Haiti as a missionary there, and um, left Haiti and eventually ended up in Senegal, West Africa, and then here, um, and my, a very significant chunk of my heart stayed in Haiti. It's always been there. Um, it's a place I have a deep love for, and, um, and we have a privilege this morning of having a Haitian with us um, to share with us what God is doing through the ministry that he's involved in. And that ministry is Haiti Teen Challenge. And years ago, I had the privilege of sitting on one of the earliest boards and creating um, what God was calling us to there, and this ministry has taken off, and as a church We've been supporting this ministry financially for a lot of years now, and we want to continue to do so and, um, and get more connected with Haiti and what God is doing there. And so that's what this morning is all about. We've been working through a series called World View, asking God to open our eyes to the world um, so that we can see what he's doing around the world and how he's calling us to become a part of what he's doing around the world. And so, Julio, why don't you come? This is Julio Volsi, and um, he is going to share with us a little bit about Haiti, what's going on in Haiti, and what God is doing there um, through the ministry of Haiti Teen Challenge. And uh, Julio, it's just, it's a pleasure to know you. It's been a pleasure to walk this journey with you. Um, I have now recently come back on the Haiti Teen Challenge board so we've had a couple of times together this week to um, to do business stuff and then to do some training stuff. We had some great cross-cultural conversation yesterday about um, uh, how we interact with each other and where God's kingdom fits into all of that. And um, it's a pleasure to have you here this morning. So just l- let Thank us know you. what God's put on your heart. Thank all you. right, it's good thanks, to be brother. Here.
1: Yeah. I, I was I was debating should we shake hands or not, but uh, praise God. Uh, good morning. Bonjour. Well, the first thing I can uh, honestly, you impress me because I, I didn't expect that many people and uh, call Sunday morning in Minnesota, and also with all that's going on with COVID. And I know many of you have been sick, and probably some of you online are still dealing with uh, the COVID um, epidemic. Um, we want you to know that as a ministry, we've been praying for you. We've been praying for Chapel Hill uh, because. Uh, the testimony that I'm going to be able to share this morning, it's all begun with uh, people like you who've been part of this ministry from the beginning. Uh, thank you again, uh, Pastor Paul, for the invitation and the leadership here. We also had many people serve in the ministry. Many of you have been to Haiti. Uh, you were there uh, from the start. And so we feel that it's appropriate to come and share with you what God is doing um in haiti um and in, in, in the state side we are also making a lot of changes i'm glad that you're back in the board uh we need some spiritual guidance so he's gonna be served as the pastor of the board and so we're excited about that we had some changes we uh we have uh, uh, one of our founders vicky jeffries uh, she's been there from the beginning actually way before me probably two years before me and she's uh now the our board chair uh, she's been uh, working alongside me and the people of Haiti uh, now, I would say, since 2008. Um, so we are so grateful to have her uh, as, a, as a board chair. Can you please let, let, help me love Vicky this morning? Uh, I just love this lady. Can you, can you get that for me? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and also, we, have a <laughs> we know that we need some uh, smart people in the team. And uh, so we have Pastor George, Dr. George uh, is, a, um, is a guy that came alongside me, said, you know what, I'm going to help you with money so you could get the ministry and create strategy. And George and his lovely family, uh, they're here again uh, this morning to worship with us. So there will be, I know George will be in the back, uh, we have some, uh, some pictures you can see and some materials about the ministry, and George will be able to share that uh, with you. And, uh, and of course... Uh, you know, there's no strong woman without a, a, a good husband. So Jim, uh, Vicky's husband, is also here. Um, this morning, it is, uh, I, I mean, I was debating, you know, if I should preach or, or not, and I received a note from Paul, and he said, you know what, uh, this is what I, I would like to see. Now, I'm a pastor myself. Uh, normally, when I have something in my heart um, about my church, I always, if I invite a speaker, I want him to do, you know, you know, first listen to the Holy Spirit, but, but there's the way you listen to the Holy Spirit, not listen to the past of the church. Uh, that's my belief. So, uh, so this morning I'm going to be mainly sharing about, about, about the ministry of Haiti in challenge. what God is doing in the country. And for those of you who have been part of it from the start on, and some of you are still supporting, and probably the Lord will communicate with some of you who will say, you know what, I want to be part of what God is doing in Haiti. In the book of Isaiah chapter 66, uh, 61, uh, these are the verses that the Lord gave uh, the, uh, in the beginning of this ministry. I'm just going to read um, uh, verses one, I mean, uh, 1 and 2, Isaiah 61, and it says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me uh, because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up, in other words, to woods of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release, um, uh, now release uh, physically and also spiritually to the captives uh, and freedom to the prisoners to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God to comfort all who mourn. Um, when you see the description of the those who are in need in this chapter, um, if you want to have a worldview uh, about the other nations, so Haiti is right there. Uh, the captive, uh, brokenhearted, hearted uh, the injustice, uh, the list of these. Um, I think one way that we describe um Haiti as a nation will say the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. I don't know if you ever heard that before. Uh, so we believe that this particular chapter was communicating to countries like Haiti. Uh, and I believe there, um, you know, around your community, probably in your midst, there are people also in that position. Probably some are watching online, uh, probably in that position. But if we want to see the worldview, I believe that uh, that would be <laughs> the description of a country uh, like, like Haiti. Um, this passage that Jesus communicated in chapter uh, 61 of Isaiah, he also uh, by one of the apostles in the book of Luke chapter 4, he also um, uh, uh, said the same thing. Uh, not only Luke said the same thing in chapter 4, but in the Acts of, uh, of the apostles, uh, the book of Acts was also in by Luke, it was written specifically for the church. Uh, for Chapel Hill, uh, for um, church like RVC, and other churches around the world. And the the apostle uh, Peter was in a position where he heard about the possibility what the anointing can do, uh, but he never really experienced it in a personal way because he thought that that anointing was only for the Jews. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, he was in a fight, and the Lord has to, you know, pretty much wake him up from a from a dream. And while he was sleeping, and then to send him uh, to a, a specific area so he could go and preach the gospel to the Gentiles. In other words, people that was did it look like him, uh, probably different nationalities and people with a different view of life. like um, it's like, uh, it's like uh, I like to say that myself back in Haiti, I don't know if it's appropriate to say that here, but it's like uh, you take a bunch of uh, Republicans and you say, the, you know what, go preach the gospel to the Democrats. So you take Democrats and say, go preach the gospel to the Republicans. I don't know if it's appropriate to say that here. <laughs> I am Haitian, I can say whatever I want, am I right? <laughs> so in the hope that Peter probably read Isaiah 61 uh, and Uh, Look back because Luke, you know, aware of it, and Luke repeated it uh, uh, in chapter 4. And so now Peter heard it, but never fully experienced it. And now in Acts chapter 17, I mean uh, 10, I'm going to read a few verses, and the Bible said that in verse 34, uh, Peter, you know, there was a bunch of conversation who, you know, is it, when it come to my worldview, is it is it am I the only one exists? Um, do God, you know, love other people the way that loves me? Um, is uh, it's if can we only be um, a, a, a group that focus, you know, inward or within us what's going on in our society? Um, so with that conversation, uh, I'm not gonna say too much theological thing here. But the Bible said that Peter, opening his mouth, Peter said. Most certainly, I understand now that God is not one to show partiality, in other words, to people as though Gentiles were excluded from God's blessing. So he said, but one thing that I know, but in every nation, the person who fears God and does what is right, in other words, who come to the Lord and who accept the Lord, who seek the Lord, and he said, whatever the nation that may be, that person, what's going to happen is he's acceptable and welcomed by him. In other words, he's acceptable and welcome by God. So when we look down and see what's going on in Haiti, so we realize that if what Peter said is true, if what Jesus declared in the book of Isaiah 61 is true, if that, those verses is really belong to our ministry, there's a possibility that a country like Haiti, that we define as the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, with, I mean, a, a brutal history as a nation, there's a possibility that country can be acceptable and welcomed by God. And he continued to say that uh, you may know the message which he sent to his sons, which is talking about Jesus, uh, the good news of peace to Jesus Christ, who the Lord of all, you know the thing that have taken place throughout Judah, starting in Galilee after the baptism preached by John, how God anointing Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. When I read Isaiah 61 and when I read Luke chapter 4, when I read Acts chapter 10, I said, you know what, there's, there's hope for Haiti. And, um, and it's not something I recently read, but it's something that's been part of my life. You know, um, I always tell people that, you know, the gospel saved my life because when it come to the anointing, the anointing serves, are served in past tense and still serving now in three distinct purposes it is regarded as a means of health and comfort, uh, because Jesus went and healed them all. Uh, he gave them comfort. Um, um, not only it's a means of health and comfort, but also it's a token of honor. Um, and also it's a sim- symbol that somebody is choosing to do something s- significant. In other words, it's consecration. So for us and at Haiti in Challenge, what we've been experiencing is in 2008, uh, you know, a few people from Minnesota, you know, met with, uh, you know, some businessmen in here in America, uh, but especially in Haiti, and uh, with one of our former president, late president, because um, he was somewhere. I don't know if he's in heaven or not, but he, um, I, don't know if he, I don't think he was a believer. So again, that's between him and the Lord. It's, uh, but one of our late president and them met, they said, you know what? We want to do something about the young men or the youth in the country. Humanly speaking, uh, it, was, it looked, um, humanly speaking, impossible. You know, how can you change a country that's been under all this for, the, for 200 years? Uh, how can you change a country when the most leaders of the country, the political, political leaders, they have no desire? Uh, for the country to move forward. How can you change something like that? How can you change a country where fatherlessness is huge? 65% of the population are under the age of of 30 years old and with no directions, you know, um, uh, no role models. How can you change a country like that? Well, the leadership of Haiti in charge understands the importance of the anointed, the anointing, and the anointing is able to, Provide health, comfort. It's a token of honor. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it has the ability to set someone apart to do something unique. So we said, you know what? We're going to invest in the lives of the young men and young women in Haiti. And that's what we've been doing for the last uh, 11 years. Uh, if we were talking the, the language of the Bible, we would say that we said, you know what? We're going to make disciples. Exactly what Jesus called all of us to do in Matthew chapter 28, go and make disciples. We said we're going to make disciples because we know that the only way the Haiti will change as a nation is when we have enough people who are madly in love with God in response of the love for God, their love, their neighbors, and themselves. And so we start doing that. And then they're making disciples. Uh, so we said, okay, well, if we are making disciples, we don't want to just invest in the life of a young man, young woman, and then, you know, for them to not invest in other people's lives. So we said, well, you have to go impact your community. Well, I can tell you that I wish that just the statement was just—it was just that easy. You know, they wanted to start making disciples, and everything was working right. I wish it was that way. It looks that way in the beginning. Um, because after the earthquake, there was a sign of hope in Haiti, but it was a human sign of hope. Because a lot of people were given, the camera was in Haiti, the light was on, people were talking about Haiti. Well, you know, humanly speaking, we understand that, you know what, hey, Haiti's moving forward. And I read that and in in, in also in, 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 the, in the gospel. There was a guy named... John the Baptist, that I just mentioned in this book in Acts chapter 10, and uh, Peter said, after he preached and baptized, then Jesus came. So, John knew that Jesus was the guy that God sent. But in time of hardship, John questioned if Jesus was the, the right guy. I don't know if you know that story. You know, when he was in prison, and he thought that Jesus was going to kill all those people that was against him. And... Um, and again, if it was in Haiti, I would say blue say amen or red say amen, and that w- they would say amen, because <laughs> in Haiti, when it comes to politics, we really disagree. Um, but he thought that there was, that's what's going to happen, but because he was in prison for a long time, Jesus didn't kill anybody, there's a possibility he was going to lose his life, and he, was, he started to question Jesus. Well, we got to a position, I believe that many people around the world starting to question Jesus again or God again about when he... When they come to Haiti. Well, when, the, when John sent those disciples, Jesus said, Okay, go tell John what you've seen. Life being transformed. People are healing. Uh, those who are unable to walk, now they can walk. Those who are unable to see, now they can see. John is true, you are, you are in prison. There are certain things that you're expecting, you may need speaking, it's not happening, but I want you to know that God is at work. Well. Chapel Hill, I'm here this morning to let you know that God is at work in Haiti. And he's working in an amazing way. Uh, One thing that I can say is, uh, 10 years ago when we started Haiti in Germany, it was very difficult to find somebody that will believe in the life of those young men who used to be in drugs, alcohol, uh, and gangs, and those young women who used to be in prostitution. People didn't believe in them. Well, today, 25, 32% of our staff are graduates from Haiti Teen Challenge. So now, not only more people are believing in there, but people that used to do the same thing they are doing now said, you know what, if Jesus can transform my life, he can also transform, transform your life. I'm here to let you know that what God is doing. Uh, we uh, opened this program with one center. I think we, bought, the first group was seven our uh, students, uh, Saturday we're going to have our 18th promotion, going to graduate Saturday, so 18th, so graduation so far, that's for men, and then I think we're probably at, uh, I'm counting, for the women probably like four, so probably 22 graduations so far uh, for the ministry, 32% uh, are working in the ministry, uh, most of uh, those of you who been to Haiti, uh, most of the guys, you can name them, you know, Uh, Enoch, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, Saj, you name it, all of, most of them are now married with families of their own. Uh, They're working, uh, they're serving in in ministries and churches and uh, other power ministries like editing challenge. Uh, And uh, one of the exciting things they did was, because we said that you have to give back to your communities, uh, they started to create after school program. They, you know, they do evangelism through uh, camp to uh, vacation Bible school, uh, to tournament. Um, some of them went to school uh, to, to study, you know, computer science or Bible, you name it. So they will use that to invest in the life of other young folks. Um, and 2016, uh, because part of Haiti, Haiti Teen Challenge, like any teen challenge is, when you graduate, you have to belong to a local church. I don't know for you if there's anything good in me. It has something to do with the Holy Spirit, but also because I'm part of a Christian family, and so I am keeping them accountable. They're also keeping me accountable. So the local church yes. is a big thing. But it was very difficult for them to find local church that will, that will accept them because of their past. Imagine if you were doing drugs or, or your daughter or your son, uh, you know, made some mistakes, and because of you know, not because because they don't have any role models or they have too much access to technology nowadays. Uh, and then a local church said, "You know what? Because of your past, even if you accept Christ, but you cannot, you cannot, you cannot serve here." Uh, imagine that. That was happening in Haiti. Uh, the local church was only made for perfect people. People who dress nice, but, you know, perfect is have to do with the dress. You never know what's going on, you know, under the dress. Uh, it was made for perfect people, which we don't have any perfect people in Haiti, and that's why, you know, the, our country, it's the way it is. But in the mindset, it was made for perfect people. Well, a group of young men and young women said, you know what, let's do a church. We're going to do it with people that was unperfect, still not perfect, but we met Christ because we met Christ with the power of the anointing. it's uh, We feel more comfort. We're in a most posi- positioned way, I mean, most comfortable way. And we receive healing, spiritual healing, and some physical healing as well. And because of that, people accept us in society because remember, the anointing has a lot to do with honor. And as a result, it calls us to be a side to do something unique for Him. So let's do a church like that by believers for non believers. Well, this church grew from 2016 to now to over 5,000 people and four campuses. The, yeah, where's the Lord? The graduates of Haiti Teen Challenge, they're the one the Lord used to, um, to do that. God is at work in Haiti, uh, not only within a local church they, they they have established and they're running it. They're doing the, all the ministries, the, the small groups, you know, the parking, the security, the technology. Uh, I, well, I'm sorry to say that I'm ahead of you when it comes to technology, <laughs> because my church, my church in Haiti, it's, it's it's full of, I mean, former trouble youth, and we still have some trouble and in, in, in the midst, you know, it's full of trouble youth. They have energy. They want to do something for the Lord. They want, they're looking to, you know, to participate with what God is doing because they receive the the healing, you know, the spiritual healing that they were in need for. Well, with that, (laughs) the Lord started to communicate with us with the idea that, you know what? There's a possibility. This country that, that known to be the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, this country that, you know, always, unstable when it comes to government, there's a possibility that the Lord will change this country through one generation, and we believe that we are serving that generation now. We believe that. We are serving that generation now. So how are things in Haiti now? Well, I think most of the bad things about the country, you heard them from the news anyways, Uh, we are so, we kill our president, because here in America, you might want to do something, but you can't. Amen? I need some honest people here. Amen to that. In America, you might want to do it, but you can't. In Haiti, if you want to do it, we can do it. And you know, whenever that man is in power to do whatever they want, whenever they want, if you want to know, you know, read the book of Judges, I mean, you do bad things. So we end up, you know, not only lock the country down and, you know, kill the economy that was already struggling. Uh, kill hope from the next generation and so uh, and then you know what Uh, at the end so we don't we kill the president and we don't know what happened if the Lord wasn't too happy with us then we had an earthquake Uh, we've been through a lot but I want you to know that all those things that you watch in the news to CNN or or whatever your favorite uh, or Fox news or your favorite uh, um, uh, you know news network I'll probably read it to um, New York Times because New York Times has been very hard on Haiti lately. Um, but I want you to know that unfortunately those network they only create their buzz on negative stories. Yeah. I still live in Haiti. And, um, and 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 for probably some of you, you know, the first time you sent me, I have a US passport. I voted for the last two or three elections in the United States of America. Uh, God blessed me with a home in Florida. But I still live in Haiti. We've been back sin, since 2010. I still live there. Now, I'm a human. <laughs> I, I want to, you know, it's not like, you know, I don't have, you know, like to waste my time, you know, I just, just want to be there for the sake to be there. No, well, I am there because I see God, God is working. One thing the Lord revealed to me was, you know what, if Noah... Took 120 years, you know, walking and walking and walking, you know, and building a boat, and there's nothing happened for 120 years. So, why can I be in Haiti when a lot of things are happening, but just I just don't have the news network to promote what God is doing in the country? Why can I live there? And I said, oh Lord, you know what? I'm going to live there. So, that's why I'm doing ministry there. So, God is walking. We have it close our doors not even a Sunday uh, for since uh, uh, for the 2021. Now, 2020 for COVID, we closed for a few months, like many of you, uh, but in, for 2021, we haven't, we haven't closed our doors. We have church services. Uh, in my report to the board, I said, you know what, our ministry prayed 300, uh, I think 368 hours uh, for 2021. Uh, so, I know some of you are very busy, but I want you to know that you covered. You know, we've been praying for you. We've been praying for you. I think we prayed enough for us and, and for you as well. And, and this, 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 this was not part of my talk, but I need to mention that. There's something that I believe here about this country. Because I know, you know, with COVID, with all this going on, and you also, you know, you can be worried, and, and love, just like John, and Forget about the anointing, what God is doing, and, and, and start questioning your things. But I want you to know that one thing that the Lord, you know, revealed to me, uh, that, uh, that He has America's back. Uh, and the thing is just simple, because I live here, I used to live here, and I know a hard many of you are working and to support ministries like us, to support your local church and other great ministries, you know, uh, you know provide food for those who are hungry, you know, to other other ministries, so I know how hard you are working, so one thing I asked the Lord, I said, Lord is it okay to keep coming to America and ask people to support what you're doing in Haiti? I mean, I asked this question honestly um, and the one thing the Lord told me is those of you who are working hard I want you to understand that when you give to your local church or go to a ministry, not only you have a special blessings, because the Bible said there's more blessing to do what? Oh, let me say the verse for you. Acts 20, 25. There's more blessings to give than to receive. Now, can you please repeat that after me? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, not only there's a special blessing, but I believe that the gospel, if there's one good thing that America is doing around the world is America been funding the gospel. America is telling people, you know, about this anointing. So because of your giving... We we're able to do a year of ministry where all things were very difficult. We never closed our doors. When the, when the, when the COVID hit, we we're able to do food distribution. When um, the, the, uh, the earthquake happened in the south, you know, a graduate took charge. We have a young man named O'Dnell, just recently graduated with, with his beautiful wife. And uh, he said, you know what, I'm going to lead this way. And, we come alongside him. We provide the resources that he, need, he needed. And so he went, they went and served um, serve the people. You know, in 2010, when the first earthquake hit Haiti, in order for us to remove anyone under the rubble, in order for us to provide any meal for someone, we had to wait on people come from elsewhere. But in 2021, in August of 21 when that earthquake happened we didn't have to wait to anyone because we've been investing in a life of young men and young women in Haiti they understand the power of the anointing they understand that they receive their own spiritual healing they are in a more, much comfortable environment and as a result they're in a place of honor because uh, When you're a place of honor, you have certain responsibility and they have a call to serve the people. And the best way to do it, because they're madly in love with God for what God has done in their lives, is how they love their neighbors. So it is true, there's a lot of bad things going on in in Haiti. But I'm here to tell you today, as a Haitians, I believe that we are in the merge of changing this nation through one generation, but we can only do it with the gospel and we're able to do it because of partners like you and for that we are so grateful. I know uh, uh, my time is running out. Uh, We have some materials in the back, you know, if you have any question we'll be able to answer. Uh, But I want you to to know that uh, we love Chapel Hill. Uh, We, you play a very important role in this ministry. And thank you for allowing your pastor to serve now as board members. And hopefully, COVID will slow down, and then the things in Haiti will be settled, and then you'll be able to come and see with your own eyes what the Lord is doing. Because if I had any choice of sermon, I would not say, you know, go tell John, but I would say, instead, come and see what the Lord is doing in Haiti. So may God bless you, and thank you for having me, and I'll invite Pastor Paul to come forward.
0: Okay, so we have to straighten one thing out, though. Well, go ahead. Okay, you're talking smack about technology with me up here, so let me just let me yeah, just go ahead, clarify. Go ahead, okay. Go ahead, yeah. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people on this planet are ahead of me in technology, <laughs>
1: so was, there's well, no bragging going yeah. on here whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's why I said that's why I said Paul, not Chapo Hill. I said Paul. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> that's right. Good cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, listen, wasn't that a different take? Like, wasn't it refreshing to hear firsthand? This is what God is doing in Haiti. Church, this is why we have to have a worldview that is open to see what God is doing around the world and not just receive what the news is feeding us day after day after day. It is very, very easy for us to to sit in observation and and pity in regards to Haiti and say they're so poor they're so beat down there's all this going on um, the reality is God is not poor God is not beat down God is has limitless power and His love for this world is tremendous and it is a real honor to be able to serve alongside you in partnership with you and Haiti Teen Challenge and and together see what God is doing and say God how would you have me involved in this? And, and Julio asked that very question and gave his life to this ministry. And, um, and he has a delightful family and, and probably wishes he had more time with that family. And, um, and instead he is, is fulfilling so much of what God has called him to do. And, and we're just really grateful that you came today to, to bless us in this way. Um, Please do stop by. There's a table out in the lobby with, some more information, an opportunity to ask some questions, sign up for a a newsletter, that kind of thing, get more connected with what's going on. Um, Like I said, we do support Haiti Teen Challenge as a church. Um, you can give towards that um, on our giving tab, on our on our website. Um, Global missions is there. Missions, you can choose missions and give towards it that way as well to make sure that we can continue to support what God is doing there and, and partner with you guys down there. Um, what I would like to do right now is just take some time to lift the country of Haiti and Haiti Teen Challenge and Julio up to the Lord. And so will you stand with me, please, and let's, uh, let's pray together. Um, before we transition back into a time of worship and song, so let's pray. Father, I do thank you that um, you are on the throne; that this is your world, and that, well, temporarily, uh, it is under the rule of the evil one. You have you have such an incredible part in all that's going on until the return of Jesus Christ. And we just praise you, Father, for what you are doing in Haiti. Um, I thank you for each and every life that has been impacted through this ministry. How you have taken people from a very desperate place with no hope for the future. And you have brought them to yourself. You have grown them up in the word, in their relationship with you, in their relationships with others. You've brought reconciliation and healing and hope in so many lives. And I thank you for how you've used Julio in that. I thank you for how you have provided for and grown Haiti Teen Challenge so that this could expand. And, and what began as an outreach to young men now includes young women and their life after life after life. And you've given us this picture of how those, those lives are, are now going back into their communities and bringing light into the darkness and hope into the despair. And, and we can't do that. We can't, we can't go and do that ourselves. And we shouldn't be the ones going and doing it ourselves. You've called your family in the country of Haiti to step out and bring your light into the darkness. And, and you have called them to reach this generation. And so God, I thank you for what you're doing there. And I ask that you would continue to bless the Ministry of Haiti Teen Challenge. I pray for the country of Haiti that the darkness would be overcome with the light. That we would see so many lives and not just in... This group in Port-au-Prince and the communities that they touch, but a nation, Father, that you would change this country. Just turn it around. God, how can we not ask for the same thing for our own country? So one life at a time, Father. One conversation, one act of kindness and compassion, and service. Use us to bring hope into this world. Father, I pray for Julio and his family. I ask that you would provide for them. I ask that you would protect them. I pray, Father, that you would bring a full anointing of your spirit into Julio on a daily basis. That he would be filled with your spirit. That your spirit would be poured out through him into the lives of those that he interacts with. And and as he raises up leaders in Haiti to carry on this mission making disciples that make disciples. God, just bless every step of that. Protect every step of that. With every crisis that comes along, provide and protect. Shepherd this this nation, Lord. Open our eyes, Father, as a church, as individuals, to see your global church, to see what you are doing worldwide, to see that your power cannot be stopped. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of this. Thank you for all that you've shared with us today through Julio. Thank you for all that you're going to do and for the ways that we are going to grow closer in our partnership and and, and walk this journey. Thank you that there will be a door open here in a not-too-distant future where we can go. And I pray that you would lay that on the hearts and minds of our people, that if they need to go and see for themselves, that you will just drive them in that direction. God, thank you for blessing this time this morning for making it possible for us to do this in person and online for, for bringing our, our brother from a different culture a different country here to share what you're doing thank you that we can keep our focus on you and trust that you are at work you are alive and well your power is going out around the world and we are privileged to take this time now to just ask that you would bless that effort that you would multiply what you're doing and that you would use us in whatever way you see fit. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen.